And a very good Friday morning to you, everybody. This is uh, Rob Johnson, former TV guy, current communications consultant, in for Bruce St. James on this beautiful, we haven't even seen the sunrise yet. It's oh, coming it's up. coming. It's coming, 534 in the morning. Great to be with you all. And I have the esteemed all-star cast of Judy Pilak, Cheese. Miranda's going to weigh in a little bit later. Right, Miranda? She's waving to me right now from the booth. There she. Oh, she's mm-hmm. like, okay. I gotta get this mic. I gotta get this microphone uh, <laughs> queued up. Uh, great to be with you all again. Um, we, we don't get a chance to do this a lot, but every time I get to come and hang out with you all, it's always time well spent. So nice to see you all. It always seems like to be a Friday too. Yes, I'm always, right? I'm always in a good mood when you're here. <laughs> ah, <laughs> it could be you, but it's probably Friday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're gonna get to Friday later. It's Fridays, right? Yeah. With uh, with the, ice cube, people just call him the cube. The cube, cube. Yeah. So I, let me let me get this I'm right. So I want to jump it. ahead Do because really? this is this is in the eight o'clock hour. Yeah. And I don't want to I don't want to tease too far ahead. But when I'm interviewing him, is it Mr. Cube? It's Cube, or is it Ice? Like I don't want to I don't want to offend him because that's Why a pretty good you, guess. We should look up his real name and you can call. No, him. you don't call. No. Oh, is that so uncool? Yeah. So like you wouldn't call Lady Gaga, whatever her name is. You lady, know, you call her Gaga. Stephanie. Her name's Stephanie. I actually oh, knew that. It? I was wow. going to say Michelle. You out. How did I know that? I don't know well, Ice Cube's first name, but I know Lady Gaga's. I'm going to call name. her Steph the next time I see her. Hey, Steph. Like, yeah, just yeah. yeah. We're pals, so I'm going to call mm-hmm. you. Yeah, absolutely. Cube? Mr. Cube, what's up? Mr. Cube. Yeah, there you go. Did I see Mr. Cube's son in a movie? Yeah. yeah. Oh my! He looks exactly yeah. like him. Exactly. Crazy. Like him. He's a good actor. Yeah. They're both good actors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, that that he was awesome playing his dad, right? Yeah. And oh, that was it. Was that right out of Compton or? Yeah. Oh, okay. Straight out of Compton. Straight, straight out of Compton. Yeah. Which right was, out of Compton. Oh, yeah. I just renamed the movie. That's right. That was the sequel. Right out of Compton. Finally, finally got out of Compton. <laughs> yes. That was a really good movie. Yeah. Right. No, I, 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 I've, I've watched it, it multiple yeah. times. It's really, really good. So that's exciting. Ice Cube. Yes, so we got Ice Cube coming up. I'm not going to go through all the guests, but now that's a big one. So, so Cube, so, so I can act like, yeah, you know, yeah, we're yeah. all pals. Hey, Cube. Um, <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. I'm not cool, and I wouldn't even do that. No, come Cube. on. It's what, Ice Cube. On. It's what? not like it's President Biden. What, what, so what should like I do, it? Judy? I, I don't mean, know. I, what do you call him, Ice? It's I mean, listen, first name? we got like three hours to figure this out. So by the time Ice Cube comes on, we need to have a consensus. I think you need to say Ice Cube every time. So Ice Cube, blah, blah, blah. That's, it seems I'm so not, you know, I'm not going to refer to him. No, there's Nick. There's Nick. Hey, Nick, I've Nick, Nick I'm sorry. I, I did not Nick. mention your name off the top, Nick. But no, hello, no, Nick. Okay, Hi, Nick, so morning. you've got the final word. Is it Ice or Cube? Uh, I don't want the final word, but Ice Cube sounds too long. You call yes. him Ice, Icy, Icy Baby. All right, let me, uh, let's go. We're going around the horn. Miranda, cue that mic up again. What is it? I don't, I genuinely don't know. And All right, if Miranda doesn't know, we're I'm in trouble. the first one that cube. has to say hi. Listen, I'm asking for help here. And I know, you guys it's Cube. I've met the guy before. You. It's Cube. What's up, Cube? What's up, Cube? All right. Hi, Cube. And, 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 <laughs> and, okay, if we don't get a consensus, we're going with Cheese's suggestion, which is so Cube. Cube. Yeah. So this is a great Friday. I mean, I could talk about Ice Cube till eight o'clock, but we should okay, probably his move on. Is, his name is O'Shea Jackson. Yeah, yeah. yeah. O'Shea, son Jackson. Is O'Shea Jackson Jr. All right. Yeah. So I'm probably you call not him going O'Shea. with O'Shea. Yeah, listen, go. listen. I'm gonna call I him love Cube. That name. When you go him with, when you call him O'Shea, see how quickly he All hangs right. up. Yeah. All right. And you'd be like, you know, that was Ice Cube talking about Big Three. <laughs> anyway, we're gonna get to that <clears throat> in a little bit, but we want to talk about some very encouraging news: the fact that. 
the vaccines are taking hold, the fact that uh, life may start returning to normal. Listen to what Dr. Rochelle Walensky said yesterday about how long we've been waiting for this moment. She's from the CDC. That's great news. I'm I'm not really sure if this is exciting news or not. What do you say, Dr. Walensky? <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. Exciting <laughs> and powerful. And here's the cool thing. I mean, think about how long we've changed our routines and life has just been, you know, knocked us on our rear ends and all that sort of thing. But can we start kind of doing what used to be normal for us? Mm. Uh, yeah, it's kind of a broad statement, but yeah, well, it's certainly broad. I no, mean, no masks. No, oh, listen, that's awesome. We all wore our masks in here because it is still required. And I got to tell you, um, and 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 we talked about this off air a few minutes ago, cheese. So let's talk about it on air. Is this really a good idea at this moment? Because if I walk in establishment A. Without my mask on right now, even though this new directive has come down, people are going to be like, yeah, see, I, I already saw it this morning. Dude? I stopped to buy a Red Bull on the way in and I pulled up in front of the gas station. And I looked in. There was a guy in there and a woman working. The guy, no mask. The lady working, no mask. But I still felt compelled to put my mask on to walk in because but they're like people are already not wearing masks. Right. But I mean, there's your cue, right? If the lady behind the counter wasn't wearing a mask. Well, OK, but. Like you just said, Rob, I was so excited. Woohoo! Immediately texted our boss, Steph, not yeah. Lady Gaga, <laughs> although she could be. And I said, so no masks, right? And, and you know me, cheese knows I am the most, She's I the was mask. like the masker. I was the most safe. Let's do what we're supposed to do. Yeah. And now I'm so done. I just don't want to wear it. And she immediately said, let me ask, which I said, don't ask, don't ask. Oh, she asked and corporate said, no, no. See, that's the find. problem, and that's going to ha- right. Private uh, businesses could set whatever they rule they whatever rule they want. But now that you, the CDC has given the mm-hmm. okay, people are going to walk in, and it's not going to be pretty. So yeah. I walked into a convenience store on my way here to yeah. get the Red Bull for fifty year olds, which is an Arnie Palmer light. Ah, <laughs> oh, I love Arnie Palmer's. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, you guys are hilarious. And um, <laughs> and I wore my mask, like just because I'm. What did I'm, you? I'm doing, I'm well, doing it for for everybody else, right, kind of. But what did you see when you walked in the building today? When you saw me, um, I saw you like, oh my god, I better put my mask. on. Did you on. even notice I didn't have a mask on? Um, I didn't notice you didn't have a mask on until you rushed to put your mask on. Because I forgot. I I didn't do I, it on purpose. I sometimes forget. I just thought, yeah. man, maybe Judy's just being really edgy. Right. Maybe she's like, <laughs> yeah, that's Listen, me. the directive came you know down what? yesterday, and masks. Who's wearing masks yeah, here? No. Exactly. No, um, but it's it's for everybody else, and it's certainly you know if your boss gives you a directive to do something, you know you you um you do it. So, I'm wondering, you know, the president knows that we're heading in the right direction, and let's uh, listen to what he thinks about all of this good news. Yes, that's terrific news, Mr. President, but. Yes, it has been tough. There's no question about that. But 
there is one simple rule that we all should probably adhere to, right, Mr. President? Or if you get vaccinated, <laughs> still wear a mask, which, you know. And yeah, I'm laughing at the yeah. wear a mask until you get vaccinated. Are you kidding me? Every person who hasn't been vaccinated is not going to wear a mask. Now they've just been given the, the green light. Okay, how are you going to prove it? Yeah, yeah, well, okay, so what am I going to do? Am I going to walk in a place and they're going to be like, sir, put your mask on. I'm going to be like, here's my card. Yeah, I know, right? Double vaxxed. Right. Yeah. Like, you know, you have your, your card at the ready to show that you're double vaxxed. But the worst is the places where you don't have to wear a mask, like where Cheese went today. He doesn't need to put his mask on. He could have walked in that yeah. store. Right. Absolutely. But he did. I'm saying the people who, uh, many people, I think, who didn't get vaccinated yet aren't going to wear their mask now. They're going to take this as saying to them, I don't have to wear my mask. Well, And you know what? Unfortunately, they're the ones who will suffer. We're hopefully the vaccinated people. We're vaccinated. We're going to be safe, we hope. And I will wear my mask if I have to. I'm fine with it. You know, listen, if all you have to do right now is wear a mask and you can go about your business for the most part... Just do it. Yeah, it's you know, just not just, that big of a deal. Well, to, I'm going to just start wearing a luchador mask. Does that yeah. count? I've, I've, right? I'm just going me. straight up luchador. <laughs> this is my mask. <laughs> well, and, right, and now that we don't have to wear, yeah, those, you know, K9, 5295 masks. I wonder if they're going to allow. N95? Yeah, okay. Yeah, thank that one, yeah. <laughs> I have some of those. K9. I was like, I, I was so wrong when she was like, N52. <laughs> Are we talking about the N52 or the N95? 53, 220, 221, whatever. Uh, you know works. those yeah. masks. 38, 39. Um, I wonder if they're going to be looser now on the masks, too, if we can go back to the, I wonder. the and, chips and the. And, but, you know, today is a significant day because in Illinois, it starts the bridge phase. <laughs> the bridge to nowhere. <laughs> the bridge to everywhere. And then coming up in less than a month, if that goes well, we're going to f- transition into phase five. Wow. I can't even believe my ears when I hear that. That sounds terrific. So, June 11th. No masks, but still capacity limits. I mean, uh, I don't know. I just I think baby steps, no Nick. Yeah, baby I steps. Think, yeah, the, no masks. That, I don't know. I, I'm I'm torn on this one. Why, well, there's a why reason Pritzker wants no masks. Yeah, why? Easier to get food in your mouth. I, uh, <laughs> yikes. Where's your where's your where's your rim shot, man? You got one of those right. Cheese will be playing here till nine a.m. Ladies and gentlemen, yes. <laughs> Please tip your waiter or waitress if you can find one because <laughs> yeah, it's hard to yeah, find. you can. That's, That's a problem. whole different other conversation and. So here we go. The ballparks, Wrigley Field and whatever it is now. Guaranteed rate. Yes. Sox Park. Sox Park. Sox Park is always going to be Sox Park. If you have something you would like to say, we've gotten gotten a few texts. Please call us. 312-591-8900. We want to hear from you. We want to hear what you have to say about any of these issues uh, because they're something that everybody's talking about, which is why we're talking about them. So, Judy and Cheese, mm-hmm. Variety Magazine reports that the ubiquitous Lollapalooza is coming back. Didn't have it last year, right? Yeah, nope. no. Canceled. And it is a Chicago three-day free-for-all. 
or four day now. Four day they moved it to, yeah. Right. Um, and, and again, folks, um, coming out of the break, we're playing a little Jane's Addiction in honor of Perry Farrell, who is the founder of Lollapalooza. Yeah. Aha. Aha. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. so what do you think about that? I mean, and then, and what, what are the, are they going to have rule? I mean, obviously they're going to have rules for going there. Probably you have to be vaccinated, et cetera, et cetera. Well, what we think, but, um, Variety's reporting that it'll take place at near or full capacity. Yeah. I mean, I am surprised, to say the least. If you just look at some of the pictures of Lollapalooza, it's... No, no, but it's not until July 29th. You're right, but it's, so it's everything, it's everything we've, we've heard we can't do for a year. And I get it. Yeah. Back to, but this is like totally back to normal. Yeah. So now this you're. Is, I can't believe I mean, it's going to be full or at near. I mean, it's, it's the world's biggest mud bath since like holy, Woodstock, right? I mean, that's yeah. that's yeah. It rains every year, mostly. Yeah, rains every year. Tear up Grant Park. I whatever. Feel like it gets it gets younger and younger every year, right? Or, or is it just that we're getting older and older? I I, I thought I, that, I, but I, no, I, it's no, it I'm twelve year olds are going, which is shocking to me. Yeah. I mean, I'm so glad I I just was past Lala in my life. I never would have even thought to go. Now my son did go once or twice. My youngest. And I know a lot of parents that, you know, you're talking about 12-year-olds and that sort of thing, that take their parents and they have a weekend of hipness and coolness. Yeah, or- yeah they get them a hotel room. They're, they're in the city. for Now, uh, let's, let's face it. This is a great event for the city mm-hmm. in terms of business. Oh, yeah. They have to eat. They have somewhere to go. They, they buy things. I mean, it's gr- but just the sheer magnitude of people and young people doing God knows what in Grand Park. Crazy. Yeah. And I do owe cheese $2. 37 cents. 70 cents, uh, yeah. 37 whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's that's compounding I, interest, I am, man. This now, guy's not missing a beat. Just, the VIG, man. Yeah. You gotta keep... Just, on, no. It's going to be $5 by tomorrow. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> keep talking, seven fifty. Just, just to be clear, Variety is reporting this. The city has not said anything about Lala. So this is not official. But Variety is saying they are going to make it official next week. So I think they were just waiting for the CDC to come out and finally give that... Before they cancel it, Lightfoot didn't want to cancel because it brings a lot of money. Tons of money to the tons city. Right. Tourists, people. And they and need it Restaurants, badly. hotels. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, I wonder what Miranda thinks about this uh, as our resident hipster. No? You're, what do you think about this? <laughs> I don't know. Hipster. I'm not that excited <laughs> for Lala ex- this year. But you Lala, don't know who's coming. Well, it doesn't really matter because Barry Lala's Farrell so commercialized and it doesn't show the true spirit of festivals like what Chicago mm. can. See? We're down with the man, Miranda. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Miranda, you've gone, right? Yeah. Well, okay. But, but, but Miranda and I were talking about before the show, and I said, oh, great. I know which weekend to avoid Chicago. You said the same thing. Oh, yeah. Get out of town. Completely get out of town. Don't go near Chicago. Not even 40 minutes near Chicago. Just don't go near Chicago when Lala's around. Okay. Who's your favorite band in the world? Band? Or whatever, DJ, performer, performer. Yeah, Just, yeah, Justin Bieber. Okay, say Justin Bieber's headlining Lollapalooza. One hundred percent, we're going. See, there you go. So <laughs> yeah. it depends on who's. You know what? The year before it got canceled, it was uh, Guns N' Roses. Like, you know I, mean? I so, don't know. I don't know if Miranda would have. You know, uh, not Guns N' Roses, but I'm for saying. Guns N' Roses. I mean, maybe we would have. Yeah, yeah, exactly. After we like, drink see, our Arnie Palmer. That's a good Palmer. point. Cheese, would you have gone to see Guns N' Roses? Would you have gone to Lala just to see them? I did. Oh, you did? Yes, I went wow. on three days. I would be like, yeah, I'll see them at the Rose. No, but there was a someday. lot of great bands. I mean, that's the thing I'll about Lala. I'll, I'll, I'll see them at Alpine. I'll see them Alpine in one day. <laughs> or whatever that place is called, Alpine. One of the 12 New Year's Eve uh, shows. I'm sure he's going to be on eventually. I, I can wait. Yeah. I can wait.
I don't no, know. but I went. I I went and saw Amy Winehouse back in the day Ooh. at Lala, and it was great. So you it's went just as a fan, just as like everyone else, or did you go special? Come on, you went special. I mean, this guy's connected. Special tickets, special. Who like do you him. think I am? <laughs> no, I went just like everybody else. Come I had on. a little wristband. I walked through. Oh, I just. Well, but he's, he's also credit. got the other wristbands with all the VIPs. Exactly, yeah. that's yeah. the best so part. Cheese, cheese isn't going like every man. No, you can Come actually on. go get free drinks and like a bathroom. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's you, the thing. I just look. I that. look at that and I'm like, I don't. I don't care who's playing. I, my favorite person in the whole world. No, I'm not. That's Judy, not the venue I'm going to. Judy Pie. Bag of edibles, hit Lala, oh, you're going to have a blast. Goodness. Oh, my goodness, yeah. Can yeah. you imagine? <laughs> it's all legal. It yeah, is. I'm just saying. <laughs> right. This is uh, this would be the first year because mm-hmm. we didn't man. have it last year. So right. they're going to have, you know what? They're going to have tents. They're going to have little kiosks. Oh yeah. oh, yeah, they will. Buy it here. Or I could, like, spike my Arnie Palmer. You know, yeah, get in there. Yeah. The old right? John Daly. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's right. That's right. John Daly that up, will you? Yeah, please. He's having fun now. Who's having fun now? Well, I guess you will be going to Lala. <laughs> exactly. I got a plan. All I needed was a plan. Yep. I'm very encouraged, though, and, and we're not trying to sit here and just, you know, I, I mean, I love giving good news, but... But I mean, this is this is normal stuff. Even if you don't go to Lala, a lot of people do. But this signifies, oh, we might have a normal summer. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think people are longing for that. Yeah, I and I, and I'm like I said, I'm very surprised. And you're right. If this this could be the boost the city needs in terms well, of all the other things that yeah. are going to benefit from Lala. So well, we still don't know. We I still don't know. Said, I, they seem to have everybody. a yeah. Variety's reporting it. I mean, they seem to have some good. Uh, insight here so it seems like it probably will happen but yeah we'll see i was I, like i said I, I thought for sure that they lala would be something they would put off one more year i mean they have put other things and, off and right two dollars and 37 cents later yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to think lyle the the lyle balloon you know they put yeah. that off again the lights in the like, sky really that yeah. one yeah. yeah eyes to the sky yeah like well, we're Ly- gonna have- lyle's making sure we don't do the balloons but Lala's like right. That's world. why I'm because I'm looking at it in terms of everything that we've been taught this past year uh, as to crowds and how to ma- and the, the age group and it just it's such a free for all to me at Lala. I mean to the point of you know they knock down the fences to get in. I mean so let's say that you have to be vaccinated to go. Well, I, you know there are yeah. ways to get There's in. Gonna I be guess. guys standing around yeah. outside selling fake. Cars. There was a story yeah, about now the FBI is involved because there are so many fake. Um, oh yeah vaccination cards but can you but here's the funny thing though and uh, you know it's Lollapalooza everybody's gonna bring their vax card with them I mean yeah you can't can't trample the temporary wooden fences like they do every year and then go head first into a mud bath I mean and then I'm just where's your vax card Uh, I'm picturing Lala's now over and the you know the workers (laughs) going to clean up and there's just vax cards everywhere fake ones all the same name Oh, it's the, the same name. Oh, it's hilarious. Who's this John Doe anyway? <laughs> if you'd like to weigh in on anything as they relate, as it relates to vaccinations, Lollapalooza, or the fact that the city of Chicago is going to is is getting the okay from a judge to start collecting a lot more money in parking fines so you get parking tickets they can charge you more and the fines for it they just add Double. up and up don't they judy yeah they do i had to actually look up how much a, a parking ticket in chicago is um because i don't know that i've ever had a parking ticket yeah i'm what? sure i know wow 
Yeah, I know. I am very, I'm not <laughs> saying I have one. other tickets, but yeah. Um, so $75, but if you don't pay right away, then it, it can double. I mean, it can be up to $200 at some point. For a the, parking ticket. A parking, the thing about oh this, it, and by the way, when I did park in the city decades ago when I first started working down here, there was so much parking, free parking. Oh, yeah. I parked every day. And then slowly but surely, have you noticed? I mean, there is nowhere to park where you don't have to pay. Nowhere. Nowhere on the street. So it's very easy now to get a parking ticket. I don't park on the street anymore. This story is very complicated. I don't even know that municipalities, the city and other municipalities, I'm not even sure that they even know yet that they can do that. because. Thank God we're let, putting the word out, though. Yeah, right? exactly. Well, <laughs> but, Public service? Okay, I think yeah, not. Yeah, I think Chicago definitely knows. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, here's the thing. Uh, I'm not looking at a lot of parked cars down here nowadays. So, But this is something that people need to know as they start coming back to work, right, or just start getting out more, driving, going places, parking downtown. I mean, my gosh, that's where you're going to go and that's all the, the part, events. That's the part that I have a little bit of a problem with because nobody's been coming downtown for ages. Right. And coincidentally, right when people are starting to come back downtown and there might be an issue with where you can park – we're going to hit you hard. We got to make right. up our okay, revenue. Okay, but they see, but that's where we have to be clear here because it's not the city doing it. It's no. a judge who admits the legislature erred in something they did. This is why it's complicated. They were, the legislature was working on something else, an unrelated state law called the Railroad Safety Law. They amended. Back in 2010. Yes, they amended the vehicle code and that allowed apparently municipalities to do this. So this is all because a lawyer is suing Chicago on behalf of some motorists. But as part of this suit, the judge is like, yeah, it, they probably did err. But the fact is, it's now on the books and that this is acceptable to raise these fines and fees. So just something to know wow. if you're thinking, well, maybe I'll just park here illegally and, and you know, run in and just, grab it. Yeah, yeah, just eat the $75 fine. Well, it could be a lot. I more. understand the city didn't start this i understand they're gonna they're gonna take advantage mm-hmm. of the law the way it is written and the way the judge has interpreted it yeah but it just feels like here we go welcome back to town everybody we're gonna balance our budgets and we've been given the go-ahead by a judge right and on I the mean, backs you know with fees right with tax you know taxes fees fines i mean this is this is do, the chicago yeah, how unwelcoming way. This that is the is, Chicago yeah. way. Now, the attorney is <laughs> was suing because she's saying this. The, her point is exactly the opposite. The law is supposed to protect motorists from excessive fines or tickets. That's right. You know, not not gouge them even more. So, so folks, let us know what you think about this because it is a little frustrating, and I know it is a little complicated. And I think Judy, you explained it very well. Three one two five nine one eighty nine hundred is the number to call. You can text or call. We've had a few texts already. And uh, we want to know what you think about this because it it just feels like, oh, here we go again. Let's see. What do people think about parking tickets? Um, Mm. I don't think we're going to get any calls where, you know, I deserve that ticket. (laughs) Because the fact is, there's nowhere to park. Right. There should be free parking. You know what you never hear? Gosh, I just don't get enough parking tickets. Uh, Yeah, exactly. Uh, Where am I going to park today? There's so Mm. many options. It's uh, It really, having grown up in Chicago, it really bothers me. Even, you can't even park in front of your house, right? Because there are signs in most neighborhoods saying, got to have a sticker to park here. 
Yeah. It's it's outrageous. That's not how I grew up, and it's not really how. Yeah, it should you, be. you see the uh, the oh hey, there's a spot. Yeah, oh, you're, wait, oh, look at how close to Wrigley I am. Yeah. Below two inches of snow on a work day or yeah. whatever their, and their little do art. you have the blue sticker? I yes. mean, it's ridiculous. Now, I will say my son did live in Wrigleyville for a while, and um, which was really nice. And he would get stickers, of course. He didn't have a car, but he'd get them for me. And it was nice. <laughs> I mean, I'd scam the system, yeah. of course. I'd go to a, yeah. a Cubs game. It's funny. There was one block. One little block around Wrigley where you could park without a sticker that people just didn't know because everywhere you drive, there's you got to have a sticker. Parking, yeah, permit park. Which block? Which block? For I know, right? <laughs> I can't even remember, but I found it, and I always found. Uh, and then you know, if the residents were out and about, I would just act like I live there. Hey, how you doing? Because I know they would be like, "Who are you?" But yeah, it's and so, why, why would they not think that you would live in Wrigleyville, Judy? Yeah, I don't know. I look like I could live in Wrigleyville. <laughs> totally do. Come on. Um, anyway, it's but that's the point. It's it just shouldn't be like that. There should be some free parking. Not everyone can afford to pay for parking, and it shouldn't have to be a thing. No, it's and, always a thing. Well, the latest is the lakefront, right? They're taking is it Montrose Harbor? They're going to make that all paid parking. Of course they. Are. Oh come on! Really? I know, yeah. right? Now, Nick, I don't know. Did Jeez. you did you grow up in the city, Nick? No, in the suburbs, okay. you, but because um, yeah, Diversity Harbor having worked downtown forever. I yeah. mean, jeez, I know. And diversity there used to be free parking on uh, along Chicago Avenue on Wacker on the weekends. You could oh, park for free, yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, it hurts my heart about Diversity Harbor because that's where we used to go to hang out and make out. If you know what I mean. As children. Mm. And what do you I mean, mean as, by make out? I mean, as it was. If you I know, know what you, you, know know what? you mean, wow. I think I know what you mean. <laughs> Diversity Harbor was our Lollapalooza, let me just say. <laughs> wow. Wow. How far they've come. Nine, I know, nine. right? Oh, my God. Edibles or joints, Judy? I guess uh, I didn't know edibles. You know what? No day. comment on that. No comment. <laughs> For it was me. Just known as the weed back then. Yeah, right? But it was <laughs> funny. Like, every yes. car was parked there with their trunk open, music blasting everywhere. Literally, it was like Lollapalooza. And other things in their trunk as well. Preferably not bodies, bodies not though. Bodies. No, not bodies. <laughs> Until the end. <laughs> That's the first thing I thought of. Seriously, transporting dead bodies, Judy? I'm well, pretty sure that's you know more what? illegal than smoking weed back in it the day. It depended how the night went, right? If you know, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, were having, you were having way more fun than I was. And I was having fun, but I wasn't having that much fun. I wasn't having Judy fun. Right. You, you would you would uh, rate your night that way. Did you end up in the trunk? Well, no. you're still breathing, I got out of the trunk, yeah. Yeah, the body was in the trunk, but it was still warm, which is good. Good stuff. Yeah, no, that never happens. Seriously. Yes. So, so anyway, we appreciate. Uh, you know, we don't. We don't appreciate what the city's doing, which they've been given the green light to do. But uh, if you're starting to come back downtown again, let's uh, just be careful. Well, since this is a court case, I'm thinking there there will be an appeal, and hopefully, we won't hear about this again. The next time we hear about it, will be. Don't worry, your ticket's still only seventy five dollars, not one hundred and fifty. That's right. That's the good news. Welcome good back, news. everyone. Yeah. Welcome back. This is Rob Johnson in for Bruce St. James alongside Judy Pilak, Cheese, Nick Gale, and Miranda. You see how we, we do last names every other person just to keep it fresh. <laughs> oh, yeah, I didn't notice that. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, we're, we're, you know, it's a, it's a family show. We're informal. You know, it's all good. It's Some all people good. have just one name. So they, they, they the do. Cool one. Cheese. 
Che- yeah. You don't need, you know, cheese. It's not cheese spread. It's not cheese. <laughs> spread. Cheese whiz. You get me my cheese whiz. Cheese whiz. Is whiz. Good one? Yeah. That would be a good one. Like if you're looking for a gnome de plume and you're yeah. looking for a last name, <laughs> cheese whiz would be right up there in my opinion. Nobody will ever guess. That will never <laughs> guess. So we were talking about parking last segment. We've asked you all to weigh in on any subjects that you're interested in that we've already touched upon. 312-591-8900 is the number to call. And uh, Darren is on the phone, and he has uh, he has a good way to handle this parking situation. Darren, welcome to the show. Well, I I think the way they came up with this parking situation is they saw there was too much free parking, and I think the politicians were sitting in a room playing Monopoly one night. <laughs> ah. they were like, look at all of these streets that we're getting money on. Let's give everybody free parking, one free parking in the entire city, and if you can find it, good for you. How many people ever land on free parking? <laughs> One free parking spot in the whole city. Uh, that's right. Yeah, if you can find, find it, good it, luck. Yeah. Can you imagine? You'd never move your car. And if not, I'm going to put. Uh, I'm going to. I'm going to buy three hotels for that one, and it's going to cost you quadruple. Yeah, right. A la Monopoly. But even though, if you find that one free parking spot, you should be able to get money back that's sitting in the center of the board, right? To pay for all those parking tickets that you got for land. Oh, there you go. You know what? It makes perfect sense, and they will never hire you in the city. They'll be like, (laughs) this guy's giving away way too much money. Darren, I appreciate the call. Uh, Thanks for calling into uh, the Big 89. And if you'd like to weigh in on something, 312-591-8900 is the number to call. I think I'd rather have the get-out-of-jail-free card. I think in, in this town? In pro- this town, yeah. Probably. It mm. probably wouldn't be a bad thing. Right now, we're. I want to transition and talk a little bit about pandemic shortages, things that are in, in very low supply or no supply during the pandemic. And uh, there's, a few, there's a few things that I think people would be surprised to know about. Um, lumber may not be a surprise because everybody's – Doing renovations to their right. house in places like Home Depot. They're or building houses or trying to. Building houses. Houses are selling. People are renovating. Well, uh, but okay, Corey, lumber, no. wait, Cl- okay. but lumber prices have skyrocketed 250% no. increase. It's like the demand. The demand. So is even if you insane. get it, it's so expensive. So what's yeah. that? You know, four hundred thousand dollar house going to cost now? Yeah. Well, the, the the prices are going up. Yeah. I mean, it's a seller's market. Right. It right. is no question. Here's one that's interesting though, and a lot of people are putting in pools. This isn't a huge pool town, only because you can't use it that that often in, in a place like Chicago. Year, yeah. 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 Two three months max. <laughs> All right. But I, people are putting in. But chlorine. Chlorine. That's what? a that's a personal one for me. And let me tell you about the pools. You're right. But I kept my pool up for about three and a half, four months. Because yeah. last year, I don't know if you recall, in the, we had a really hot summer. So it was the perfect time to have a pool in Chicago. Plus, it was the pandemic. Plus, those of us who were smart enough to buy the pools in May, March, April, May, when we saw them at the store, I just on a whim bought one. There were no pools last year to be had. People online were offering, so my pool, which I got at Walmart, was, I don't know, $400. Online, I could have gotten easily $2,000 for it. Wow. So I didn't open it for a while, the box, because it came in a box, because I was thinking $2,000. I probably could have gotten three, four. So I was one of those people who got the pool during the pandemic, and it was the best thing I've ever done. I was in that pool every single day. You know, an 18-foot round pool that you can put up. I take it, put it up, take it down. Um, chlorine, I've learned as a new pool owner, is one of the most important things for your pool. 
Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Believe me, especially when you have your friends pond. over. Yeah. Ooh, baby. Pond, pond yeah. be good for you, too. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, apparently, not only just because of the pandemic is there a shortage of chlorine, there was a fire at some chlorine manufacturer. Oh, you say, why is there? Yeah. yeah, it's always something, right? So yeah. now. It's a little combustible. Yeah. Listen, I'm pretty sure I have a bucket of chlorine, like chlorine tabs, because I bought a head in my garage. So, again, though, I might not put my pull up and sell the chlorine tabs. Judy Pilatch. Check her out on eBay. Wow. eBay. Search Judy Pilatch. No, she'll just be standing on the street corner with a <laughs> trench coat on. Chlorine, chlorine queen. And then they have a chlorine stand. The chlorine queen. <laughs> I was just thinking about somebody on the street corner near Lollapalooza selling things. Hey, man. And then here's Judy selling her chlorine tabs. Get your chlorine tabs. Chlorine oh here. Chlorine here. Now, the the sad part is how many Lollapalooza fans would buy them and do other things with it. But anyway, oh, because right. sometimes I open that bucket up, I'm like, woo, it's chlorine. Yeah. It's, yeah. Right. So, okay, and now, and this is another one. Pet food. Yeah. What? The day I start feeding my pet my food, uh-uh. Right. Well, you can't feed your pet chicken wings because they're also on the <laughs> list. You can't get those. No chicken. Mm, yeah. not, not that you'd feed your pet chicken wings, but, you know, maybe boneless, but bone yeah, in. Yeah, boneless. Bone in, no, no dice. Yeah. I, so chicken wings. And so, pet yeah. Pet food. Pet food. Like the chlorine and the lumber, I sort of get because people did buy pools because they were, right. you know, quarantined at home. So it was, let me just say, last, late last year, late last summer, it was difficult to buy anything for your pool. Filters. So it was already because, right, everything shut down. Just that little shutdown for however long it was, you know, the manufacturing plants, the, the stores, whatever, it already caused a little bit of a, you know, um, like I like to say, the the toilet paper people rushing in and buying everything. So we were already at a disadvantage. And now the beginning of this, you know, a new summer, there's nothing to be had. Oh, I'm sorry. You could buy it if you want to pay for it. Yes. Yeah, there's always a deal. I mean, a $5 filter might now be $49. Now, here's another one. Big ticket item cars. uh, Chip shortages have led to fewer new cars being made which means used uh, car prices um, and, and prices for new cars skyrocketing because they're not able to meet demand right now right. because of chip shortages. Now, I wonder if that's all cars or is that a certain, is that like mostly trucks or? I think it's all because all, I think cars? Be all, all cars have yeah. computers in them now. Because I yeah. pass by dealerships and they're full of cars, but you know, maybe they are the um, the used cars. I don't know. I can't tell. Used cars look new to me nowadays. Well, if they're if they're you know lightly used, you never know. Right. So a bad time to want to move and buy a car. Oh wait, of which two things that I wanted to do this year. Yeah. <laughs> There's sun today. I don't. I didn't even notice. That. I know it's not. It kind of. I. I know. I'm always. I kind of hate when you put the shades down because I love the sun on my face. So on the other hand, I. It's, it's blinding, blinding me. I it's totally see no. That. It was blinding me too. Well, I'm glad you guys can see now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was like, do I need to see? I'm on the radio. I don't. Yeah. Um, Nick Gale and Miranda joining us as well. So uh, great to be with you this morning. If you'd like to weigh in on something, 312-591-8900 is the number to call. We welcome all texts and all phone calls. We'd like to hear from you about uh, any of the issues that you've heard so far. And we've gotten into a few of them. Uh, the vaccine uh, issues, the, the sort of... Uh, 
positive news down the road in terms of what you can and can't do um, as the vaccines take hold and wearing masks and things of that nature. The Lollapalooza coming back in the summertime. Municipalities are now able to collect double on parking tickets and uh, the pandemic shortages. Some surprises. And we are in the, in the bridge phase. That's the good news as well. And we are in the bridge phase. May 14th, today. As you heard the governor say, we're in the, um, or you may have heard it if you were listening earlier. We'll get into it a little bit later. We're in the bridge phase, which 28 days later takes us to phase five, which has If we get fewer, over the bridge, we can get to if phase we five. Get, if it's not a bridge too far, we can <laughs> right, get exactly. to, to get to phase five. I want to talk a little bit about uh, Dick Kay, former political editor at NBC5, who passed away at 84 years old. And uh, I'm sure a lot of you watched him on TV for many years. I mean, he's, he'd been on the air in Chicago for 38 years. He was uh, a union steward. He was the head of SAG-AFTRA yeah. uh, for, for many years. Uh, so he was a real labor proponent and was, you know, stood up for a lot of people. I remember getting to town 20-plus years ago and going to a big event and, and guys like Dick Kay or... Or Bill Cameron, you know, and Dick was kind of a gruff guy, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on, and I outside, when I first, on the outside. On the outside, when I first saw him, I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm terrified. Oh, I was definitely terrified of him. And then I got to know him a little bit, and I'm like, this is one of the nicest guys ever. But he had that sort of stern exterior demeanor, mm-hmm. no nonsense, tough questioning, and and I really admired that. Yeah, he was such a tough reporter, right? But he was such a nice guy. He would always, and I always think of it as throwing me a bone because I was a little cub reporter, radio reporter out there, you know, and, and let's face it, you were a TV reporter, Rob, and as we know, you guys always tried to monopolize all of the um, news conferences. So sure. a lot of times we... Uh, right, excuse Nick? me, I have a question. Yeah, it's, no, it's, I have a question 15 different ways. You didn't answer yeah. my question the first time, I'm going to ask it a different... So a lot of times it was even hard to get a question in, but I always remember Dick Kay... For some reason, he just always would make a little comment to me, a nice comment, you know, just like, oh, can you believe that? Or which made me feel like, oh, my gosh, I'm in the league with Decay. He just was always a nice guy. And then I, I got to know him even a little bit better as the years went on. And, you know, we would chat sometimes at stories, but just a wonderful guy. And I didn't I didn't know his backstory. Um, so he says he was born a country boy in Tennessee in a log cabin. He was only 84. So let's think about this. He says he was three when his sharecropper father died. His mother was a seamstress or cook all of her life. He, uh, at 14, dropped out of school so he could make money digging ditches, picking cotton, and washing dishes. He joined the Navy at 16. Then he went on to Bradley University where he did get a bachelor's degree in speech education and, uh, you know, was hired at, um, MAQ, I think as a, as a writer first, mm-hmm. and then, you know, two years later, he was on the streets, and he never looked back. I mean, he was just one of those consummate reporters that, you know, when he asked started a question... Started in TV? Started at MAQ TV or radio? Oh, radio. I'm sorry. Did I say TV? Oh, yeah. No, I, I'm just no. curious because, a lot, you know, p- people of his stature and his age, a lot of those guys started in radio and made the transition to TV. Right. No, you know curious. what? Mm, let me, I have to go back because I feel like he did his whole career at Channel 5. Okay. Well, yeah, he, I see starting, right. he, yeah. yeah. He was in Green he, Bay before that, but yeah. yeah. His, his when Chicago he came career? to Chicago, I think he came as a writer at the TV station and then um, okay. got on the air. Yeah, see, Nick, the right. good-looking ones go to TV. 
you know, you guys stay in. <laughs> not, right. Right. not always. So obviously. you're saying there's a chance. You're saying there's a chance. Um, I, I, I really like what Bill Cameron um, from this esteemed station. I saw him tweet something yesterday about Dick K. And, and, you know, I mean, listen, Bill Cameron, Dick K. I mean, these guys were just stalwarts at City Hall. Right. And are. And he said something of the, and I'm paraphrasing here, so forgive me. But Bill's tweet yesterday referenced, you know, Bill being proud of getting a scoop. You know, I'm the only one that got the scoop. I got an exclusive on whatever. And he said Dick K would say, I had that story two weeks ago. <laughs> that is oh, so know. Dick K, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. Hey, great on your story. exclusive there, Bill, but I had that story two weeks ago. Um, and, anyway, you know, there are, there are people that have come before us, people that have blazed the trail for us. And I think Dick Kay is certainly one of those people that did. And, and my, my years at ABC, there were a, a lot of people that are of that ilk, that generation, who back in the sort of golden days of TV and radio. Yeah. And uh, this guy, Bill, uh, Dick Kay, just was terrific. And uh, so we wanted to take a little time and acknowledge his life and his career and talk about him a little bit because uh, he had an impact on a lot of people in Chicago, especially the viewers that watched him regularly. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so he he was found um, unresponsive in his favorite recliner in his home. I don't know why that just mm. says decay to me as well. Yeah. Right? And you know what's sad? The sad part, uh, the saddest part here is because of the uh, coronavirus restrictions, mm, there's yeah. no... There's no funeral. There's no public funeral. I'm sure there's going to be a private family event. Yeah, but, and I think they said there would be something more public down the road yeah. as, as they work out the but, details. But here's a guy that would be certainly worthy of a long line snaking outside of a church, you know, for yeah. a memorial or a viewing or whatever the case is. So um, so Dick K, rest in peace, uh, a, a terrific journalist, a wonderful guy, and, and somebody, as I mentioned earlier, who um, would go toe-to-toe with management. And, oh, yeah, and, he was and, fearless. And as president of SAG-AFTRA. So he was standing up for a lot of people that uh, work in the business that couldn't or not in a position to do so themselves. And maybe, and I don't, don't want to say fear of reprisals or things of that nature, but but uh, Dick was no nonsense and, uh, and, and, and was standing up for a lot of people. So he did a lot of good in this world, and um, and, and he's certainly worthy of this acknowledgement. Yeah, and it's just funny, had I known he was a country boy, not that it would have made a difference, but it just kind of makes a little bit more sense to me now, because I, not knowing that, his background, but that's how, when I think back, that's how he came across. He was that fearless, you know, the tough questions, I mean, really putting a lot of officials on the spot all the time, but after asking that question, he would turn to you as, you know, and just say something funny or, you know, light. And you're like, okay. But I don't know. It's it's that country boy kind of demeanor that he had that was just great. And he just he treated people with respect always. And that's huge in our business. It's oh, huge because yeah. a, a lot of people totally don't do dis- it. You know, so much disrespect. And he always was really just a stand-up guy. Doogie. That's his nickname. Doogie. Yeah. Yep. Do you think anyone ever called him Doogie? Yeah. Besides people, his, you know, no, his no, family. No. I heard people call him Doogie a lot. Really? Uh, of I mean, course, you get people to know that knew him. him yeah. People that knew him well. 
Once you got to call him Doogie, you knew you were a good friend. (laughs) Yes. Yes, indeed. I called him Doogie once and he slapped me. (laughs) (laughs) And then he started grilling you with questions. (laughs) Why did you call me Doogie? Who do you think you are? Where are you from? Who do you think you are, you young pup? One of the things that that has been problematic is the dating scene for people who are singles. Well, Match.com just put out some interesting numbers. The Summer of Love, 2021. Is that what they're calling it? Summer of Love survey. Yes, I didn't make that up. They called it that. (laughs) 70% ready to put themselves out there as much as possible. 69% feel more confident in who they're looking for after the past year. 40% feel more excited about the idea of meeting new people. 52% are worried potential matches won't be looking for a serious relationship over the next few months. Now, Summer of Lovers... Portion, 71% want to be in a serious relationship this summer. 7% don't. 65% not interested in hookups or casual sex. 35% say, say, yeah, sure. And then either way, (laughs) 67% of singles. You know what? We can die tomorrow. Let's do it. 57% of singles confirm they want to have sex this summer. The other 43 are lying. But anyway, (laughs) so, so this brings up an interesting point. I am not single, so I cannot really speak to this. But I do think it's a thing. It's just another layer of, okay, uh, things might be returning to normal. We know a lot of people have been clamped down, quarantined, whatever, for a long time. And just like everybody else wants to let it all hang out, so do the singles. So do the lovers. But will it be baby steps or will it be all out, let's get it on? Is it going to be, here's my vax card? Right. Well, that's going to be the new question, right? On if you do a Match.com thing or any of those online. I would think that I would want to know if someone was vaccinated. That's going to be one of my main questions. I I mean, here (laughs) I am. Well, here I am doing everything I'm supposed to be doing. And then what, I'm going to go out with some guy who thinks it's okay not to be vaccinated? No, not for me. I mean, that's fine for other people. 46% agreed that once vaccinated, they will be ready to start dating again. And 56% say they're somewhat or very concerned about a date's vaccination status to the point wow. you were just making. Only 56%, I'm surprised. Only, yeah, I would think oh, more Some people, people don't care. So, And it's true. If you're vaccinated, the, the theory is you should be fine. So maybe they don't chalk that up as one. I do. I would rather have just a fully vaccinated person like myself. Not half vaccinated and not no vaccinated. Yeah, well, I mean... And that's why and blonde the, hair and blue eyes would be good too. That's right. So the, the list is lengthy. So Judy says, "Yeah, you know, add dollar signs in there too." Because dollar signns too. Rich Judy Judy's in the hole. Two dollars and thirty-seven cents from her Lollapalooza bet. Well, it's up to five bucks now. And if you've, got, and if you've got chlorine tabs, you're in. Chlorine tabs. <laughs> I think it's oh. just going to be. A free for all? Yeah, I think so. I yeah. think the summer's well, just going to be. Well, you're right. In so many up. ways. In so many yeah. ways. Yeah. I, I, I agree with that, too. I think people. So, uh, you know, and I'm single, and people like me, maybe who aren't out there, I just. This is my way of dating. Do you know anyone I could date? Do you, uh, have, listen, do you have a friend? All my friends with chlorine tabs. <laughs> text me. But I mean, that's, <laughs> that's how lazy I am. I like. Well, right, who's I got don't, a pool in go your on. circle of friends? Yeah, exactly. right. Who's got a pool? <laughs> Yeah. Are you, you think that, I'm not kidding. I'm going to be like, what, you have a pool? Yeah, and then I'll be inching in. And I'll be <laughs> right. worming my way in. Right. But, Bre- I mean, break up by uh, Labor Day, right? Yeah, that- exactly. <laughs> you know what? I'm done with the chlorine and the pool, so goodbye. It's been nice. Um, I'm a lazy dater. You know, I just, so unless someone fixes me up, and that's so old school, I know, because this online thing, I just, I, I have never done it, and I'm not really that interested. I don't know how else you do it, but... 
I think with this whole the pandemic, you're right, opening up now, I think I will be more accessible maybe. Let me put it that way. Talk to people. I tend to talk to people more now because I feel like we've just been shut up for so long. When I yeah. see people on the street, I'm like, hi, how are you? you just want to engage <laughs> Much more friendly. People, yes. Which is not really a Chicago thing. People are not terribly friendly on the streets. Right. Like, they're, hey, uh, how are you doing? They're not, I know. I hate to say that about Chicago because no, I, I love, love Chicago. But, you know yeah, it's mean. not like people are mean. They just, yeah, it's one or the If you ask a question, I am. How many times have you been asked, um, and maybe because I worked on Michigan Avenue, to take a picture for somewhere? I have taken thousands of pictures for people. So I think Chicagoans are, they're that kind of people. We're not going to engage you, but if you need something, boom, what do you need? We, where are you going? Let me give you directions. I mean, that is very Chicago. That is very Chicago. Yeah. That's a, so, that's a, that's a good point. So, so maybe so, I'll start asking for directions a lot. Right. Excuse um, me. Do you know where I live? Can you, can you point me in the direction of the <laughs> pool store with the chlorine tabs? <laughs> Do you know where so, they sell chlorine? <laughs> so as, as a as a single woman, uh, and I, I can't think of anybody is that with what a you pool ad- I know right now. Is that now, what but, you identify as? What? Oh, I thought you were saying <laughs> as a single woman. <laughs> I was getting ready to you pointing at Judy? Oh, okay, my bad. Oh, you I can't see this radio, yeah, so I was see? pointing at Judy. Right. I was not pointing myself. I was like, wow, wow. I forgot those two yeah. important words right there. So thank you for keeping me on the, See, on, the yeah. on the rails there. Because Chief. I, I was thinking it. to myself, you're pretty easy on the eyes. Uh, yeah, I think I you do saying. well. And he's not even wearing makeup. <laughs> I, know. What what a lie. Lie. I put a little a lip lie. gloss on that guy and he is hot. Eyeliner looks good on you, Rob. I like it. So as a single woman, Judy, Pilak. <laughs> do you, are, are you you said hey i might put myself out there you just said that a second ago do you think that your parameters have changed a little bit because we've been in a quarantine for so long and because this has all the hallmarks apparently of a you know a summer of summer of love summer of activity summer of travel are you asking me if i'm going to lower my standards <laughs> that's, that's what i heard <laughs> <laughs> um, I didn't say it that way, but uh, you yeah. cut right to the chase um, there. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think as I get older, I lower my standards, too. <laughs> and not just because the pool maybe is smaller, but just, eh, you know, things that you think are important every year become less important, right? Yeah. So it's like, this is ridiculous. Mm. Why do I even care about that? I just, yeah. Or things you used that, to like a full head of hair. Now, yeah, well, oh, bald. yeah. So uh, yeah. There are, and there, believe me, Nick, there are some things you better be good with because they are just there. And you have to deal with them like the baldness. Like, go ahead. I don't have a problem with baldness. All right. I was just saying that the other day. But if you're going to be bald, bald. Do it. Do, do it all. Don't right. have a little strip of hair somewhere. Like go go all yeah. in. Go all in. All you got to do it. Yeah. Not a fan of, a fan of the comb-overs. So. No, no comb-overs for me. I, I do draw the line there, I will say. So um, her standards are impeccable. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Well, what... what Pool money... Long, you know, no come over, quarantine <laughs> yeah. tabs, yeah. and no, yeah. yeah. And, well, what I'm, I think what I worry about, which, and this is just because I'm a reporter at heart, is I worry more about the um, politics. Ah, oh, uh, that that probably is a a breaking point for me. Really? Oh, but that can make for some interesting but, dinner time conversation. And you're right, Nick. No? When I say politics, I have no problem with someone who totally disagrees with me. I actually mm-hmm. kind of prefer that. As long as you're logical, I can't take the illogical, illogical, or just no logic. And yeah, we're not. I'm not going to. January sixth, we're going to the Capitol. Come on, exactly. So potential suitors three one two five nine eight eighty nine. I think I've painted a pretty good picture there. Judy's on the market. Rob Johnson sitting in for Bruce alongside Judy 
cheese. I almost said your real name. I know. Wow. Cheese. Wendy's here. Wendy's here. She can't call me cheese. She can't. What's she call you? She can just call your name. She's like, I've always known you as Midge. I'm not calling Midge. Okay. I don't want to be too confusing here. Hey, before we get to our next segment, I want to. Uh, I appreciate everybody calling and texting in. We have a couple of texts. Uh, the first one: Judy's had all her shots. Check. Yes. <laughs> She's got uh, a job. Check. Does, does this mean we have to wear pants? Mm, <laughs> optional. Not always. Let's 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 walk before we run. So, uh, <laughs> the case is. I like that. And then one. and then somebody texts in, and we just talked about it. Nick, uh, eight from the Yankees test positive for COVID in the post vaccine mm. breakthrough cases. So uh, thank you for that text. But uh, and I think right when you texted in, we actually mentioned the Yankees. So yes, this is not foolproof. And uh, as we're sitting here talking about vaccines and those kind of breakthroughs. Um, Eight Yankees test positive for COVID, so there's a little bit of a concern there. All right, let's uh, let's transition to um, to networking. A lot of you folks out there who um, who go on the networking circuit, who are entrepreneurs like myself, who like to meet people to just get to know them better, or you might be thinking about business development, whatever the case may be. There is one net- networking group in town. It's not the only networking group in town, but they do a terrific job of the in-person events. Tony P's networking events. Tony Palella, uh, who runs the whole show, joins us now on the Big 89. Tony, good morning to you. Hey, good morning, Rob. Thanks for having me on. Glad to have you on, Tony. And so let me just give everybody a little backstory here. Tony, um, the Tony P's networking events in, in town, they go to real cool venues. They get three, 400 people to show up, and it's a mix of like the social part and the sort of business development car, uh, part, so you're handing out cards here and there and getting to know people a little bit better and figuring out how you might work together. So this has been a very good model. Then COVID hits, and uh, Tony and the gang say, well, let's do virtual events, Zoom events. And so there have been multiple Zoom events. I've taken part in many of them. And, and now they're expanding to places like the West Coast, Southwest, places like Texas, Southeast, like Florida, in addition to the Midwest. And, and and they have these events, these virtual events in, in all of those areas. And now with uh, COVID, we hope, winding down, there's an effort, Tony, to you want to have some of these in-person events, not only in Chicago again, which is your bread and butter, but also in some of these other locations as well. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it, it's kind of funny, Rob, because, you know, we got people in like Phoenix, you know, obviously parts of all, all parts of Texas, uh, down Miami, there's that for the last several weeks have been saying, Hey, come on over. You can do events now if you want, you know, but we wanted to be a little, you know, safe and cautious and kind of make sure that, you know, the, the cases are not spreading as much and, uh, we can do it in a much safer environment, make sure people are comfortable, but yeah, we're, we're excited to, uh, start doing events, you know, here in our backyard, but then also to, uh, bring them to uh, other major markets across the country and really uh, spread the love and, and meet a lot of awesome people. What do you think what do you think the importance of the virtual events has been during the pandemic? Why has there been such a demand for them? Well, I, I think the, the key thing Rob is that, you know, fortunately the year is 2021 and not 1981, so we had all the technology in place that we could take advantage of because obviously this was like 40 or 50 years ago, there's no way we could have done any of this. But um, but I think it's just staying connected with people, you know. I mean, 
even though when you're on a Zoom event, you're not physically in the same room as someone, but you can make eye contact and you can see facial expressions and you can have that fun banter and everything. So we just want people to feel connected and use it as kind of like a placeholder until the world opens up again, and then we can start doing the, the in-person events. But one of the big silver linings of all this is that when we started doing these virtual events, it was initially just as a way to stay connected with our Chicago crowd because we've only really done events in Chicago for a few years. But what happened was people all over the country started tuning in so much so that we had to regionalize the events so that way we can meet people from all different parts of the country. And and what happened is people would meet us virtually. They'd say, hey, well, when things are safe, you know, come to Phoenix, come to L.A., you know, come to Nashville and do events here. We'd love to meet you, you know. So we've built up this really massive following in a short period of time. And we definitely want to, uh, you know, capitalize on that when, when it's safe to do so. Wow, a positive uh, pandemic story. I love that. Hey, Tony, so I'm not very familiar with your events. I mean, is it for people looking for jobs or wanting to drum up business or people like me looking for love? (laughs) (laughs) I say that in jest. I'm I'm kidding. Actually, actually, actually all the above. Oh, okay. Because, because, yeah, like, well, well, the thing is that we do the in-person events, as Rob mentioned, uh, they could be, you know, anywhere from 300, 400, 500 people. And, and yeah, I mean, the, the main focus is business networking for people to, you know, if someone's looking for a job or someone's looking to, to hire talent or if people, you know, we get, you know, I've been in sales my whole career. So obviously it's a great way to draw up business is just by meeting new fresh faces and also finding people you can partner with. But yeah, what are the, uh, one of the, uh, you know, things that does come out of it is quite often, yeah, people meet someone that they could actually, you know, start dating and, and get to know too. I mean, and, and ironically, we do have other events we're going to be doing. Uh, we got some called Wine and Shy, which is um, like wine tasting and high-end spirit tasting events, which are less about the networking and more about the experience of, you know, hey, let's all hang out for a couple hours and drink some really nice wine or, hey, let's let's do like a bourbon tasting or something. And then those are like more social in nature and less about the networking. So, yeah, so we have a lot of different types of events for, you know, all different kinds of people, depending on what the, what the needs are. And uh, it's all about just that human interaction, just having fun, you know, because this last year and few months has been kind of rough for a lot of us. And now that we're turning the corner and things are be a little safer to, to hang out again, we, we definitely want to get people out and, and socializing and just uh, just having fun again, you know. Tony Palella, Tony P's networking events. You see what we're doing here, uh, Judy? We're, we're we're trying to help you. We're trying to help you uh-huh. here. Well, when there's liquor involved, there's a, involved, a theme. In, so. There's a theme of the show. Hey, Tony, thanks for joining <laughs> us this morning. Great, great talking to you again. Uh, we've known each other for a few years and do a fair amount of work together. So uh, continued success, Tony. Yeah, yeah. And, and one last thing is, anybody wants to learn more, uh, you just go to Tony P's networkingevents.com, or if you just literally go to Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, or just type in Tony P's, T-U-N-Y-P, apostrophe S, networking events, uh, will come up, and uh, we'd love to have you. And, and like I said, we're we're going nationwide now, so even if you're outside of Chicago, we'll, uh, we'll come to your town. We'll, we'll throw a big event there and have a great time. Awesome. Tony, thanks a lot for joining us on the Big 89 this morning. And, uh, and really, you know, that's another hallmark here of, this, of, of the, the times that we're in, trying to, 
you know, give people something positive. You say hey, it's a positive story, and right, this is this right. is what we're trying to what we're trying to do. This sounds like dating music. It is again, Judy. This whole this whole show is for you, <laughs> man. Come on, little, uh, no, I'm into it. You know, super freak. I take the mask off, and there you go. I'm not calling you happen. a super freak. I was just mentioning that oh, that's no, the name of the song. Me. I I think that's what my like uh, online name should be. Super freak. <laughs> wow, man. Look, look at the progress we're making. Uh, here. No baby steps for me anymore. I'm taking giant steps now. Listen, I think Dang. you're absolutely right. I mean, since five thirty. Look at all the progress you've made in just yeah, two hours, Judy. Oh, I'm exhausted. Come on, this is amazing. <laughs> Listen, uh, 312-591-8900 is the number to call if you uh, would like to weigh in on any of the topics. Or It's not my number. It's pitch, the station number. <laughs> pitch Judy on a date. Yeah. Perhaps a, perhaps a Wrigley Field date. Ah, mm, see, Cubs tickets. Cubs tickets. Yeah. That'd, be a, that'd yeah. be a plus. That'd be a big plus. Hey, we're going to be in the VAC section. It's going to be awesome. Um... <laughs> It's Rob Johnson in for Bruce St. James on this Friday morning. Great to be with you all. And um, I want to welcome in an old friend, a Chicago radio legend, Crazy Howard McGee. He made his he made his name for himself back in the day at WGCI. He is now on weekends at V103. Uh, crazy, and in and, and just a second, people are going to be like, why is Crazy Howard on? They're going to find out in just a second. <laughs> Uh, Crazy Howard, great uh, to be with you. Thanks for joining us on the Big 89. Wow, I've, I've been listening to you. I got up this morning. I usually don't uh, get up till 10 o'clock. You know, I, do. <laughs> I don't blame you. Well, I'm, yeah, I I'm, what you're doing for about 10 years, that morning stuff. But, man, you got some stick there. I see your... Uh, well, thank you. I, listen, I want to. We need to do some show notes after the show. You can tell me everything I did wrong, <laughs> Howard. Quick, the the list is wrong, Rob. Howard, first off, you got to tell him how to say GCI because he just goes GCI. You get, tell him how to say it. Yeah, you've got to add a little bit to it, Rob. You got to go GCI. Yeah, but you don't work there anymore, so I could have said ah. WVAZ, but I was like V103, dude. I'm trying to I'm trying to <laughs> dude. I'm trying to promote your your current gig, man. Come on. Yeah, but actually, actually, it's still an iHeart station, so we're the same. Though. Same, same family. Same family. Hey, I, I did one of those earlier when I was promoting uh, Dave Fogel from uh, WLSA uh, FM. Yeah, you know, it's it's all good for us. It's all good for us. Hey, um, Howard, what's the pandemic been like for you? I mean, it's been crazy for all of us, and we spend a lot of our time talking about issues related to it. What's it been like for you? Well, I haven't had a shower since the pandemic, so let me say that first. I've showered since the pandemic. Yeah, like, what is know. with you men all, not all showering? Cool, all the cool kids are doing it, man. All the cool kids are doing it. You know who's doing it? Radio men. That's who's doing it. <laughs> and that's the beauty of radio. You know, we don't have to have any contact with anyone. Yeah, we got to smell, smell you, dude. Come it's on. smell vision It's radio. Come Take on, a now. shower. <laughs> and um, we used to call Judy Rob. Back in the day, we had, I had a couple friends. And they uh, and and he happened to have the name Judy, so we said. So the name was Judy with the big most Judy uh, booty. Oh. Judy, with Judy big, with the big booty. I was so glad it was booty. I wasn't sure what the word was going to be. <laughs> All right, now I'm going to have to this guy. <laughs> I'm going to have to fess up. In college, they called me Judy with the cute booty. Uh, there you go. There you go. Yeah, you. Oh. <laughs> Judy and Rob on the Big 89. All right. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. So anyway, um, I we were talking a couple days ago, and you said, hey, Rob, you want to come on my show Sunday, and we do a Battle of the Bands thing. That's why we played a little Rick James. And I think we settled on Rick 
uh, James, and Sly and the Family Stone. A little, a little uh, battle of the bands. What am I in for on Sunday, Crazy Howard? Well, well it's an hour, so it's an hour feature. We kick it off at five. We do a cross talk at four forty. You know, V one hundred three. You know, just happens to be the number one station in Chicago out of all the radio stations. You so. did, you did mention that to me <laughs> on more than one occasion. <laughs> So the point is, lots of people are going to be listening, Rob, and I'm coming for you. It's going to be banter. It's going to be fun, and of course, we're going to interview you as well. So I've, you know, I've, I have a few notes for you that I'm going to bring to the show on Sunday. It's a seven-hour show. I do noon till seven on Sundays every Sunday. But on but I don't have to be there for seven, seven hours. Seven hours. Though. Wow. I'm, I'm for as much as I want to hang out with you, I'm like, quick. didn't Rob, I just commit to an hour? I didn't commit to seven hours, did I, Crazy Howard? No. You so you are quick to be a TV guy. I didn't think a TV guy was. Oh no, man! I you know I I I'm 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 super excited to do this. So we got a little Rick James slide in the Family Stone. It's going to be V one o three, uh, late afternoonish on Sunday, five to yeah, six, four forty five. Yeah, yeah. We cross stuck at four forty. So four forty till about five forty five total. So now can you handle it, Rob? I can. I think I can handle it. I think I can. I, I don't know if I can hang with Crazy Howard, but I'm going to do my best. I'm going to do my best. Hey, Crazy Howard. Ready I, to banter, buddy. <laughs> I'm going to have to get a good night's sleep to make sure that brain's moving, but I'll I'll do my best. If I can get up at uh, 3 o'clock and do this, I, yeah. I'm hopeful that I can do that. Hey, Crazy Howard, great to, great to chat with you. Uh, super excited to be on your show Sunday, V103. Uh, 445 to 545. We're doing Battle of the Bands. I'm going with Sly. Going with Sly? I'm going okay. With Sly. Yeah. Oh, I can. I'm going with Sly. He's going with Sly. Sly yeah. was actually a, little... a DJ back in San Francisco, if you didn't was know he? that. You know, I, I told I him. I... Take you higher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you I'm go. I'm telling you, man, this guy, Cheese, doesn't miss a trick. And I told him I like Sly because uh, Dave Matthews Band, one of my favorite bands, and he covers uh, Thank You. And he'll go like twenty minutes on it, and it's oh. awesome. <laughs> so, but but then Howard's like, I got Sly. I'm like, okay, I got yeah, Rick yeah. James. Rick James, I've well, heard I'm of him. He's, he's pretty famous. Bring the heat, bring the heat. I'm gonna bring the heat. All right, Howard, great uh, great chatting with you. Thanks for being on our show, and uh, I'll be on with you on Sunday on V103. Crazy Howard McGee, always yeah, great so to catch up with him. Absolutely great. All right, man. Thanks for being on. And uh, back in the back in my TV days, and back in his uh, GC. I days. There you go. Uh, we hung, we hung <laughs> out. We hung out a little bit. Put a we hung out a little bit. Eye. Really good guy, and uh, thanks for uh, being on today. Um, so, listen, Judy. I, enough about me. Let's get back to you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still trying. To, uh, Howard is like what we would say a bundle of energy, right? He's like, oh gosh, yeah. I mean, and he was like, he's I a did cup morning. of coffee in the morning. I'm he's telling you, three cups of coffee. Yeah, in the well, morning. okay, yeah, he's yeah. he's pure no, caffeine. He's he's a good he's a good mm-hmm. guy and uh, very talented at uh, at uh, what he does. I would so, like to add talent to my list of. Oh, we'll add it. Oh, we're, listen, yeah. Some talent. Listen, because, Judy, this is all we're doing during the show. We're just adding well, to the I mean, list. You know, the list just keeps getting longer air, and more impressive. Pool, talent. See, this money. is what happens, and then I just there are too many um, requirements. That nobody could meet them. I don't. I don't That's believe what happens. That. I don't believe that. You don't believe it. Other you believe there's hope. Right, no, no. I, I think. Great. I think there's hope. Three one two five nine one eighty nine hundred. We would love to hear what you have to say about the program. We'd like to hear if, as long as it's nice, and um, <laughs> and we'd like to hear what um, like to hear what you think about uh, Judy back on the market. 
Um, Judy and the Kid Booty. <laughs> Judy. I, yeah, wait, Judy dude, was he booty. saying Big Booty? Yeah, but it Big Booty's booty. good. Right. Big it's not booty a bad thing. Good. Yeah. But then you, but then you said, hey, yeah, that that yeah, I've I've college, heard that yeah. before. I've heard a little something about that. So that's because apparently every guy has the same thought when they hear uh, Judy. Don't lump us all in the same group, although. Fairly accurate. <laughs> <laughs> Don't stop. <laughs> it's Rob Johnson in for Bruce St. James. It's seven fifty three on this Friday morning. And uh, cheese, thank you for the uh, creative entry back into this program. Judy, we're doing our best for you. Thanks, that's all I can. Yeah. That's all I can tell. Kind of a pathetic effort, yeah. but whatever. That's my life story. <laughs> It's a concerted effort today. There's no. Let me question. just say up front, I don't expect to get a date. No, so I we're know. all good. Keep we're, trying. The funny part yeah. about this is we're not really trying to get you a date. The funny part is that we keep talking about it as though we are trying to right. get you. Yeah, that a is date. The that's the part. that's the difference, mm-hmm. right? Well, listen. How about a furry date? How about a farewell? You know what? I have better luck with that. Right. Yeah. And you know the sad part here is during the pandemic, a lot of people said, "I'm going to get a pet. I'm at home all the time. God, I'm lonely. I need a companion. I, a companion. I, get, yeah. I get it. I get it." Well, guess what? Sadly, now that people are returning to work and we are slowly returning to normal, um, people are rethinking that pet purchase and are giving back the pandemic pets, which is crazy. And at Paws Chicago, they have a uh, put together a return to routine resource uh, piece that that, that it's going to help people to, to have this from happening in in widespread fashion. And joining us to talk about is Mark Lucas from Paws Chicago. Mark, thanks for joining in the Big Eighty Nine. Hey, Rob, Judy, good morning. And before we get started, cheese. Thank you for that walk-on music. I'm I'm so used to getting who let the dogs out. Like, yes. Oh, it's good. So, Mark, yeah, we I threw didn't Mark. go with yeah. We went something different. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Love, that's we we want to we want to mix it up again. We don't want to be totally predictable, although sometimes uh, we can be. So, Mark, um, I'm curious to know: Are you seeing this return of pandemic pets at Paws Chicago with any sort of regularity? You know what? Actually, at Paws Chicago, we're not. We've actually had a lower return rate going into this year and last year over all of our previous years. And I think a big part of that is when the pandemic hit, we had to really readjust how we did adoptions. And we uh, we switched from doing everything in person to a online virtual adoption process. And then our volunteers uh, did a call in with the adopters and did adoption counseling over the phone. And one of the important parts that we started to include in that process is asking people to think about how they imagined their life after the pandemic and to make sure that having a pet really fit into that. And I think it made a huge difference because we, we've had very few returns at all. And it's been wonderful. But we also want to make sure that we continue that and that also other people who've adopted from other rescues and organizations have the resources as well to prevent going through the heartache of having to give their pet up because they're struggling and this returns to normalcy. Well, that's forward thinking because I think a lot of other places around the country are seeing huge spikes. So we did it right here in Chicago. So, you know, I have a pet. I, I did get him before the pandemic, just like a, a year or two before. I would never give him back. I, I don't understand people who do that. But I will say, even for me, um, it's it's been a little bit of a struggle because the person who was watching my dog, you know, doggy daycare, mm-hmm. she pivoted, had to pivot during the pandemic and, and, and went into something else and closed up shop. 
And I'm feeling very vulnerable. Mm. I don't because I relied on her so much for all those years. And now I can't take my dog there anymore. So, you know, maybe some advice for people in that respect and plan ahead, I guess. Yeah, Judy, I'm sure you're not alone. Like you said, a lot of people had to pivot. And we found some of the resources that we could lean on are no longer there. So, yeah, I've got some really great tips. And I think the biggest tip to people is start now. Um, this is going to be a process like training for a marathon. You've, you've developed a routine over the last year and animals thrive on routines. And right now their routine is watching you walk around with, you know, hairy legs, hairy face, a cup of coffee all day. (laughs) We got hairy just to make them feel better, by the way. (laughs) It's a furry bonding for sure. (laughs) So like, like you said, you've had your pet for a while. Um, I know a lot of people find themselves in that situation or have just adopted. And one of the first things I want to recommend is considering crate training. Maybe you did it before when you first got your pet to kind of work on potty training. Now is a great time to bring that crate out, open up the door, fill it with some goodies, give them a safe place that they can go to now while you're home, something that they can have maybe their meals in, somewhere where you can leave treats so they can go in and out freely and have a place that is their own. Because as you start building on this process, they're going to need something that they can be comfortable in and a crate is a great way for you to control their activity in your absence. Can you do that with a with a couple years old dog too, or does it does the crate training have to start when they're puppies? You can, you know what, you can start at any age. Um, I've fostered and adopted over seventeen years of uh, volunteering with Paws, and I've done it at all ages. And really, animals love to have a space of their own. They they love being with you, but they really enjoy having a place where all their toys are, uh, some favorite bedding. Uh, one of the great ways to get them back to using it is to put their food bowl and their water bowl in there. You give it a, a space that they know is their own. And then I always recommend to people, once they're going in and out freely, maybe, you know what, when you're going to get ready to make dinner, shut the door, give them a couple treats, walk away quietly, and start working on your dinner. And then when you finish cooking and you come back out, open the door back up, let them out. It lets them know that, you know what, you're coming back. And it's a great experience to build on. Maybe go out shopping and have them in the crate, or even start as small as just stepping outside into the, the backyard or going to grab a cup of coffee down the street, five, ten minutes, building on it so that you're getting 15, half an hour, then several hours, so that each time you come back, they're reminded that oh, you're going to return. That's Very true. important, right? That's really terrific yeah, Instead advice. of giving them back, just get them in a crate. Well, you, when we started the segment off, I mean, to hear these stories about animals being returned and then what are the options? Yeah, you are returning to work. Yeah, you, you're coming out of the pandemic. And Mark, I really think you've given us some great uh, ideas here. And, and thank you for joining us this morning on The Big 89. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having us. I hope we can do it again. Yes, absolutely. We, we certainly will. That's really good advice there. And and because you're right, you're you're like I can't imagine somebody. You know, I can't imagine giving my dog back. Right. And, and but you know, on the same token, the crating, I I think a lot of people like me are a little bit adverse to it. Like we think it's kind of a mean thing to do. But I've come to learn it's a great thing for dogs. Mm-hmm. They want the crate. They want the safe space. And I've just recently been getting out our crate and, and trying it, so I'm glad that was, yeah, that was as long a great as they know tip. you're coming back. And yes, as long exactly, yeah. and they want to go in the crate because that's that's their safe place. Yeah, absolutely. There's been a common thread throughout this show, and it's that the pandemic. We're not saying it's coming to an end. We're saying 
that our city and state and national leaders are saying, hey, we're looking good. And one of the industries that was hard hit by the pandemic was the the artisans, the 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 crafts people, the the little street markets yeah. that you have yeah. where Boy, you can, I miss can go those by, so much. Just yeah. going and exploring and going mm-hmm. from uh, you know tent to tent or table to table, and you're able to see what they're doing. Well, markets for makers Chicago is returning after 14 months, and here to talk about it is Natalie Christensen, who's the founder of Markets for Makers. Thanks for joining us on the Big Eighty Nine this morning, Natalie. Thank you. I really appreciate it. So, you're, you're the people that you uh, work with have not been able to get in front of people for a long time, and I'm sure their businesses have suffered tremendously. But tell us about the uh, the positive news here that you're back open for business. Yes, absolutely. So, yeah, we um, it was so crazy. Our last event was April. It was the first weekend of April of 2020. And we slowly watched as, you know, you know, first the NBA was canceled and then, you know, travel started getting restricted. And I think one of the first cities to lock down was Chicago. And so we were about a week out and a hundred different makers got affected. It was so sad because all of these companies were, you know, they rely on this. And now we're finally back and it's going to be such a great weekend. Um, we're going to be in, in Ravenswood this weekend. So we'll have about 50 makers. Well, we have to socially distance everyone. So, you know, it'll be a, a, a very, we've been focusing on making sure that it's a very safe event for everyone. Well, and you have to be happy, too, with the news uh, we heard yesterday about, you know, if you're vac- fully vaccinated, no masks. So that should help. Yeah, I actually went to my printer. I got these little stickers. So I check everyone's temperature before they come into the, the venue anyways. And I, I printed these small little stickers that say, I'm vaccinated. Nice. So that way anybody that wants one can pick one up. And so they can go ahead and grab one. If they want to wear a mask, they can. Um, the whole point of what we're trying to do is just create a safe environment. So everybody, including the vendors, just feel like they're in a safe place that they're not going to walk away and get sick. Or, you know, anyone that attends, they feel like it's a very safe space. So, you know, we're still monitoring capacities. We're still making sure that we have time slot tickets. And it's one of the reasons why we have 50 makers is so we can make sure everybody has a nice space between them so they don't feel like they're overcrowded. Right. And is this outside? So this is at the Artifact Event Center. So oh, okay. it'll be on Saturday and Sunday between 11 and 5. And this, it's kind of an indoor-outdoor concept. So there's going to be food trucks outside in the courtyard. And then inside we've got all the makers because you know how any any weather anywhere in the U.S., I guess maybe maybe not in New Mexico, but weather can be very unpredictable. So, you know, with how much goes into our markets, we definitely try to create a really, we find these really cool spaces that are indoors and are gorgeous. And so we'll set up in, in, um, in those kinds of spaces. So, And can you just name a few other spaces around the Chicago area that you guys, you know, uh, have these events? So we're actually, I'm, I'm from Indiana, and I have been living in Florida. So we have, we're all over the U.S. Okay. So in Chicago, this is our space. We love the Artifact Event Center. I love working with this, the, the company that owns the center. They have a few more spaces like the Morgan Manufacturing and a few others around the City Hall, and they have a few others around Chicago. But we... We definitely, we love this space the most. It's got amazing parking in front, and we just love Chicago. So we're in uh, Miami. 
We've been in uh, Tampa, Jacksonville, Nashville, Indianapolis, and Chicago because that was one of our last cities that we have opened was a couple of years ago. And we've just been trying to bring, you know, more makers because there's a lot of artisan fairs, but we're trying to focus on, you know, a family-friendly event that focuses kind of on entrepreneurs, like somebody you might see on Shark Tank, somebody you might see that has, um, you know, something handmade, but also is that person that has been working on curating a boutique or uh, putting together vintage items. And so we're kind of a little bit of a hodgepodge of many different types of categories. Oh, you had me at vintage. So yeah, tell us a little <laughs> oh, yeah. bit about the about what kind of artists there are and when what kind of products you might see. Yeah, absolutely. So I have a lot of different types of artists that are going to be there this weekend. A few of them, because we are all around the U.S., what's really cool is that you, we don't try to compete with local markets. We try to bring in a, a lot of local artisans, but we will also bring in a lot from other cities and different states. So we have a lot of people, because we're in Miami so often, we have a lot of different companies that are from Miami and are, you know, Venezuelan refugees. We've got all kinds of different people that will sell candles. They will sell um, boutiques. We've got one company, Tiramisu Papery. She is so awesome. She's out of Nashville. She's got the most infectious, amazing personality that's just a positive vibe. And, and she's a papery company. And she started her company after her mother passed away from cancer and so she's got all of these sassy items uh, that are on paper that are just so funny, all kinds of different cards and stationery and pencils. And she's one of those where whenever she comes, she practically sells out. And I have, I could go on. I mean, well, I mean that's so the best thing. I, th- this is one of my favorite things to do is to go to these kind of artisan markets that are all over the place. You know, it's a great thing. It, 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 it screams summer to me, first of all, spring and summer and fall. Yeah. And like you said, it is amazing the stuff you can get there that no one else has. I mean, things for your yard. You can get jewelry. You can get clothing, candles. It's such a variety of one-of-a-kind um, items that, it you know, it's just – and food. Gosh, let's talk about – there's always great food there, like you said. Oh, yeah. So it's just – Oh, yeah. I mean, you've got spices. That's one of my favorite places to buy spices. Oh, the spices. The soups. Market. Oh, my goodness. Yes, exactly. And, you know, it's just – it's. It's so funny because I work and I'm, you know, I'm always looking at everything and I end up spending hundreds of dollars every time I go to the market. Worth every penny. Yes. And, you know, I started this because I am from Indiana and I grew up in a city which I call a cookie cutter city where you've got every single type of franchise is there and all of the small businesses have been driven out. There's like a handful of small businesses owned independently. And so the whole point of markets for makers is to try to continue to keep that alive in every city. And during a pandemic, I feel like the people that really won were Amazon. And you're seeing more and more right. people going out of business. And it's really sad because, you know, we've had, we, you know, last market we had over 100 makers. And while, yes, I have a cap, you know, I have a cap on my market to make sure that we've got social distancing, but it has definitely been harder to find makers to attend, find, uh, you know, food trucks that are still in business. It's just crazy. My same list that I had a year and a half ago have been cut in half because, because of the pandemic. And now we're trying to, we're trying to get everybody back up on their feet. And we're one of the first markets that is taking the risk to make sure that we get out there and that we're going to help these small businesses because we're so lucky with all of the, you know, the new restrictions being lifted. Uh, it's been really great timing. Oh, gosh. Yeah. And I think there's light at the end of the tunnel, right? I mean, and 
Exactly. People go out and support these local vendors. This is, I mean, it all starts there, right? We talk about business reopening and the economy getting back. This is where yeah. it starts. It, and it, it really yeah. is important. And Natalie, we, we appreciate you being on today. Natalie Christensen with yes, thank you. Markets for Makers. Thanks for joining us on the Big 89. Thank you. See you there. Thank you so much. <laughs> Enjoy it. I mean, that's just great news. She is not something... kidding about the spices, okay? I bought... <laughs> you are. I she bought... said spices, and you both were like, oh, oh my gosh. Spices. You oh, yeah. have no idea, because people, they do their own spices, and you can't get this anywhere. I go from fair to fair looking for the same, because I'll buy it at one somewhere, yeah. and then I'll, I won't be able to, they won't be back at that fair the next time, I, you know, the fair is there, and I, or the craft fair is what I'm talking about. I have to go to all these different markets, unfortunately, and or rather markets, fortunately for me. The yeah. markets are back. Mm-hmm. Judy, uh, vaccine section at uh, Wrigley Field or at any of yeah. your favorite I'll neighborhood markets. I'll be wearing markets. the sticker at the market. She'll be wearing the yeah. sticker. Uh, Natalie Christensen, thank you. And it's great to know that they're back in business. It's uh, 823 on this Friday morning. Rob Johnson in for Bruce St. James alongside of uh, Judy Cheese. Miranda and Nick, great to be with you this morning. And we are joined now by rapper, actor, business mogul, Ice Cube joins us on the show today. Um, we were trying to describe how to address you. Is it Ice? Is it, I think it's Cube, isn't it? Cube. Cube. See, I told you. What's up, Cube? I uh, listen. Our guy, our guy, Cheese <laughs> knew knew that it was Cube. So, it. so, so we got that. Yeah. So, so, Cube. Hey, thanks for joining us on the on the program. And for people that haven't seen the Big Three, um, it, it started a few years back. Really inventive, really entertaining uh, basketball fair. Why don't you give people that haven't been exposed to it before a little idea of, of what it is? Well, the big three is professional three-on-three basketball. I mean, we all grew up playing three-on-three in our driveways, in our, you know, uh, the parks, backyards. And it's never been elevated to the pro level until now. So uh, we started it in 2016. We've had three great seasons. Uh, last year we took the year off because of the pandemic. But we back this year, July temp on cbs all summer long and hey it's great basketball you know it's pretty ferocious basketball uh played you know by the athletes you know and love so it's just a great game you know we take the great game serious but we don't take nothing else serious you know we let people be themselves and have fun it's really fun to watch yeah. Yeah. Thanks. So, uh, Cube, growing up in Chicago, and by the way, I wanted to call you by your real first name, but they wouldn't let me. So, whatever. <laughs> That's a no no. I grew up in Chicago. I so, mean, if you got a check for me, you can call me O'Shea. <laughs> oh, <laughs> ouch. Exactly. Or if you're going to praise his son's acting ability, O'Shea Jackson. Oh, my gosh. Jr., your yes. son is like a fabulous actor. Yeah. Yeah, wow. Um, so, I grew yeah, up in Chicago. He's. he's, he's he stole that name. He, he oh. took it and ran with it. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. He sure did. They, they get smarter, you know, yeah. as we have them, I'm telling you. So I grew up in Chicago, and is I so is that what I'm going to see if I when I watch the Big Three, like what I saw at the parks, the, the basketball um, games that were just, yeah. you know. With bigger yeah. names. With bigger like names. Elevated by 10. Yeah, elevated by 10, you know, with the with the production behind it. We do have some great. Uh, names, you know, a lot of former NBA players play in our league. Who do you got? So uh, when they're 
done playing the five on five game, they come play the three on three game. And hey, it's it's very entertaining. You definitely gonna hear, you know, what you hear at the park as far as coming out of their mouths. But <laughs> for the most part, it's the pro it's the pro version of that. Yeah, it's it's it is really fun to watch. And so, give us a couple of uh, headliner names that are on the teams this year. And you're playing your games out of uh, Vegas and New Orleans this year. Who do you have? Yeah, you know we use we usually go around the country, and and you know we uh, in 2019 we went to 18 different cities. This year we wasn't sure how how the COVID. Uh, protocols was going to be from state to state. So we kind of contained it to Vegas, New Orleans, and our championship and playoffs is going to be in the Bahamas. So, you know, that's going to give players a real good incentive to be good this year. But the names we got are names, you know, you know, from Joe Johnson, Catino Mobley, uh, Josh Smith, Nate Robinson, Brian Scalabrini, um, Mahmoud Abdul-Raouf, uh, Will Bynum, who's a Chicago kid, ah. you know, Al Jefferson, Big Baby Davis. You know, we we got some great names, Nick Young, um, Swaggy P. So, no. I, I wait, think, wait, 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 you know, Swaggy P? Is, he, is Swaggy P playing? Swaggy P is playing in the league. Wow. Uh, and and, and G- Gilbert Arenas is going to be his coach, so. You know, that's going to be comedy in itself, just watching him <laughs> to try Is, is Michael Rappaport still going to be part of it? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Rap is going to be our <clears throat> sideline guy. You know, he's our version of uh, Howard Cosell. Everybody <laughs> remember old Howard. I know, it's, yeah. it, it is really terrific. And so, yeah, you you got a little carrot that you're you're putting out in front of everybody. Hey, if you make it to the finals, you get to go to the Bahamas. Not that Vegas and New Orleans aren't fun places to be. But uh, that 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 that's quite a that's quite a way to you know, to end the season, isn't it? Yeah, you know that's how you get the wives involved. You know, the wives <laughs> of these players are like, you better you better get me to the Bahamas this year. You know what I'm saying? So the competition should be fierce. So, and you have tryouts coming up, and can anyone try out? Yeah, you know, this year is our first year where we're doing open tryouts to the public. Uh, on we're in DC on the 22nd, we're in Dallas on the 27th, and yeah, you know if you got game, you will be invited to the Big Three Combine, and then you can get picked on the team if you make it to the Combine. So how many, how many teams this year, Cube? Twelve teams. Uh, and we're gonna play every Saturday. You know, all all, all teams play on that day. Uh, some are gonna be on CBS, and then we're working out. A deal with a streaming service to to play the games that's not going to be on CBS. So, oh, you should see be able it. to watch Big Three all summer long. Nice. It is. It is. Well, really you know what? I got watch. game, but I'm not that tall. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. The little three, <laughs> all five foot and under. And when she said game, she meant small G game. She didn't mean big G game. So, um, listen, uh, Cube. We hope it's uh, continued success on this. It is really fun to watch. If you haven't seen it, they got the big names. They've got the entertainment uh, figured out, and uh, it just keeps getting better and better. So continued success and continued success to, to your family. We're talking about your son and how great he was in uh, Straight Outta Compton, and I know he's uh, he's a terrific actor. Thank you, man. I really appreciate you guys uh, letting me come on and 
and uh, talk about the big three. And I uh, can't wait to be in Chicago one I day. I know, you got to get back. Out. Come by the studio. Yeah, yeah. we yeah, want to see you. Come by the studio. That's the legendary Absolutely. Ice Cube on the Big 89 with us today, talking about Big Three, which starts July 10th. It's going to be uh, a, a sight to behold, no question about that. This esteemed group huh. in front of me, Judy Pilak, Cheese, Miranda, in uh, a little bit farther back, doing all the engineer workforce, great job, and Nick Gale on news. He's so reliable. Um, now, if I'm yeah. not mistaken, I feel like he's like, eh. And that, <laughs> all right, uh, Nick Gale, moderately reliable. Nick Gale <laughs> now joins us with the news. Well, he's there anyway. Uh, he's here. He's here. His mic's on. That's that's all. Yeah, that's, that's all, all we what, need. What right? more do you, can you ask? Uh, we can't ask for much. Um, I believe you all have a little segment that you do every day at this time. And let me just think if I can remember it or not. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah! How could I forget that oh, one? Oh, I needed that. How one. could I forget? I should that. have done the Rob. I like you know Rob. Rob. Uh, Rob. We need to redo. I, although uh, from last time, cheese uh, repurposed it. So well done, cheese. Thank you. But I, I, I do like your idea, Judy. Yeah. Do the Rob and Judy. I've yeah. Perfected it. I think. You, oh, Rob. You have. You, you know have. who that is, cheese? Yes, I do. Okay. Yeah. Just Mary Miranda Moore, doesn't. Right? Why, don't, yeah. why, don't, why don't you tell everybody else that may be listening that doesn't know? Because we all know. Yes, it was the, because uh, it's, oh my gosh, the Dick Van Dyke show. Yes, it was. So my parents watched that show and I would see it a lot. And I don't know, since I was little, I've always been saying that because she would get into some kind of a bind, Mary Tyler Moore, Mary Tyler and Moore. then she would always be in tears. Oh, oh Rob! Rob! Yes. <laughs> so for all of you that remember that Dick Van Dyke show. And, and, and all of us do in the studio. <laughs> well, like, that's a great reference. And everybody else is like, like what who? in the heck are they talking about? Yeah. Well, let's, let's, uh, without further ado, let's bring in Bill Terranova. He is with the Oaken Restaurant, uh, in the Forrester Hotel in Lake Forest. And thank you so much for joining us, Bill. How are things going now that people are starting to return to the restaurant and they're feeling a little bit better about going out and eating? What's the scenario been there? Well, thanks, Robin. Nice to nice to talk to you guys today. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's fun. I mean, we we open now, so you know it's not about coming back; it's about who's coming. And uh, you know, we're getting we're getting a really good uh, really good turnout from people, and and they're following our distancing rules and following our mask rules, and it's it's you know it seems to be going nice. And people, I think people are starving to go out again, so. And when they're starving, they come to a restaurant. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And what can, so your restaurant, uh, you know, the Oaken, tell us a little bit about it. What kind of a, you know, uh, a menu do you have? So Oaken Bistro is um, just thoughtful cuisine with international inspiration. Uh, no one, you know, no one um, uh, style of cuisine or, or ethnicity or anything. It's more just American food, you know, with, with those international flavors and, but the, the focus is on the thoughtful ingredients, you know, using um, vegetables and, and fruits and, and everything that's in season and that we can get from local purveyors and, you know, just, just being conscious of where our food chain is. So I'm curious to know, Bill, what does this mean to you all to have been uh, to had such great difficulty during the pandemic? And to welcome people back, and then I'm sure there's you want to put some special touches on all of this as you welcome people back, and you sort of not reimagine what you're doing, but you're like, listen, here here's a great opportunity 
to get on people's minds again and to serve them the food that they love? So we had a lot of time to think about what we could do, you know, so um, everything from the food program to uh, an innovative beverage program that is, um, you know, just had a lot of time to, to think this out. And, you know, we have the, we have the, the, uh, uh, you know, we're able to open up with the restrictions rather than roll back what we already had. So everything's in place. You know, there's been standards set that we opened with. So that's what we know right now. And um, so, you know, we have like our QR code for, for our menu on a carved wooden plaque that's on the table. Um, every one of our servers already knows to, you know, have their mask on. And we have been able to set up the dining room to get, you know, the most, the most guests in possible with still, um, you know, keeping them distanced and everything. So, you know, we're, we're, we're able to look at what happened over the last year and know how to do things from the beginning. So, so you're not playing really catch up. You're, you're yeah. well on your way already. So, you know, this exactly. is, and we didn't have to scale anything back. You know, we didn't have to put restrictions on ourselves. We're opening with this. So as things open up, then we just get to let our hair down a little more as we go along. And so you, you are in a hotel. Um, are you mostly serving the hotel clients or do you find that, you know, the community has, the you become community a- has, the community has taken to us. So the Forrester hotel is the first hotel to open in Lake Forest in 92 years. Wow. So that's, yeah, that's one. Talk thing. about a drought. Uh, right? <laughs> the drought <laughs> is in, over. Yeah. We're in the Conway Business Park, so, you know, we have a lot of businesses around us as well, so when those come back, we look forward to serving them. But most of our clients right now are from the neighborhood, and they look at us as the Oaken, you know, and the Oaken and the Forester are, you know, siblings, and, you know, we're sitting there together, but, but people, you know, they, they come to us for a dining experience. And that's where the majority of our of our clientele is, because on that on our side, on the west side of Lake Forest, it's been kind of, uh, you know, scarce for for new dining experiences. So we're we're happy to, you know, fill that void a little bit and be something something new for the for the community. Now, I noticed it said bistro and bar. Because yeah. I always like the, to the harp bar. on the bar. I'm looking yeah. at the pictures. The bar looks terrific. Yeah, yeah. Tell me yeah. about yeah. The ambiance looks really nice at the Oaken. Tell us about yeah, that. We're very, we're very proud of the bar. Um, so it's it's everything has its purpose. Like I said, thoughtful and conscious with the food. Same thing with the bar. So everything's there for a reason. And you know, we have a nature theme. Like Forest was founded on a principle of where science meets nature. And we're trying to do that, and I get to do the most science part with this, like, alchemy of the bar, you know. And so everything, at the, every one of our signature cocktails has an herbal and a floral element to bring nature into it. We have an extensive whiskey collection to go with that oaken theme with all the oak trees and, like, forests and so forth. Um, but even down to, like, the wines, you know, the wines are from 17 different countries currently, to kind of show what the terroir, the earth, does to different wines in different climates and everything. And so a Cabernet from South Africa is going to taste different than a Cabernet from Napa. And then um, to support local as well, you know, and have this conscious aspect, our beer list is 100% local craft, and we only use the small ones. 
Oh, so, nice. You know, yeah, so we're going to have a dynamic list that changes because these smaller companies don't do such big runs of different beers and will constantly change it with what they're offering and support these local artisans. And currently we're at like 60% Chicago and 40% suburbs, but that's, that's it. And that will change, you know, and, and sometimes when they have more offerings in the suburbs, we'll have more from them, but all localized, nothing, none of the big ones either, just all smaller, smaller production um, artisans. And it's, it's really a way to showcase, you know, conscious and thoughtful effort into creating these, these wonderful experiences. Yeah, and I, I love the idea of these hotels now having restaurants that are becoming, I mean, really popular in the communities. There's a couple that I've gone to, and they're just top of the line. And so really quick, so for anyone who wants to try the Oaken, because mm-hmm. you have breakfast, lunch, dinner, brunch, what's, yes, a, what's sure. a good starting point there? So a good starting point, you know, I, I love brunch. It's it's kind of faux pas to say when you work in the industry. But <laughs> okay. We, you know, because it's always so busy. But I do. I love brunch. It gives us the time to play, you know. And Chef Kristen has done a great job of creating some beautiful dishes. Um, one of the things that's on the breakfast and brunch menu is her zucchini bread that she makes up nice and warm with you, put some oats on it, and, you know, a little bit, you know, you could drizzle a little honey or maple syrup on it. It's wonderful. She makes a beautiful stuffed French toast that's stuffed with um, roasted grapes and mascarpone cheese. Um, the Belgian waffle is amazing with candied bacon and bourbon bananas on top. Wow. And, and do you have anything bottomless? That's just what I want to know about brunch. <laughs> bottomless mimosas, bottomless bloodies. <laughs> Nothing bottomless right now. All right, you might want to think about that, but yeah, something to think yeah. about. Wonderful. Well, you know, a lot of a lot of those things like bloody bars and so forth, you can't have right now. You know, with COVID restrictions, you can't have any kind of buffet things. Right, right. No, of course, that makes sense. Bill Terranova, yeah. um, thank you so much with the Oaken Restaurant in Lake Forest. Thanks for joining us on the Big 89 today. Thank you. And, See you uh, soon. And, and Bill, um, that was not just a, an interview. Judy was looking someplace to take her new date. Yeah. <laughs> right? Well, I really, I yeah. like the thoughtful restaurants, you know, that, no. that appeals to me. When he was talking about the bar and yeah. the, okay, the wines maybe, and know, the, the beer and the bar, uh, I was like, nice I was like they, they've really got a good thought. It looked like a good perks up during the alcohol party. The Oaken, the place to date. Yeah. That oh, is, there you go. That's, that's how it. I'm looking that's at it. Ah, uh, yes. We're getting ready to head Ooh, out the door yeah. on this. Friday, we're with you till 9 a.m. This is Rob Johnson, former Chicago TV news guy, in for Bruce St. James on this Friday. Always fun to be with the like Judy and Cheese and Miranda and hey, Nick. I wanted to ask you guys, do you think Ice Cube's available? Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, he might, he might be. be. Uh, listen, I know wow. he's going to be on July 10th. So, I mean, yeah. if you can wait. I might, yeah, I might have in, to take a like into basketball. Going to be in, uh, yeah, because you do have game, as you I've told got him. Ga- as I told him, yes. Yeah, I just, love it that you told Ice Cube that you I was Ice already Cube working in a little game. bit. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't have the height. Um, That's okay. But I don't know that that matters. I don't think that matters. I don't okay, think, what, who, what's honestly, the shortest um, Muggsy, Muggsy Bogues? Shortest basketball player ever, uh, professionally, Muggsy yeah. Bogues, 5'3". Yeah. Wow! And could dunk. Could dunk. Yeah. Didn't he win what? that? He, he had, won the dunk contest. He won that the one dunk year. contest. That guy had thighs like tree trunks. Yeah. He so he's five hops. three, and he could jump out of the gym. Wow. But here's the thing. Same thing. I could do it. Exactly. Well, yeah, Four sure. eleven, and I could dunk. <laughs> 
Can you really? Foot, on a seven what, foot rim, can yeah. You, yeah. Seven foot, yeah. 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 Say, can you jump like nine feet in the air or what? Our, our, our rim at our at our house and, and the driveway is nine feet tall. My son gets back. He, he lived in Detroit for the year and he came back and he's like, Dad, look what I can do. And he goes and he hits the rim. I'm like, that's nine feet. It's lower than, yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. What I'm is it impressed. normally? Ten, 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 point, ten oh, feet, ten. two yeah. inches. Yeah, so I still think, and I'm, I, I've thrown this out there. She still hasn't gone back to me. I could dunk on Mayor Lightfoot. I know I, I know oh, I can. Okay. She you know won't what? take me out one on one, me and Mayor Lightfoot. But she can take you out in a debate like no one's business. Well, I'm not Absolutely. debating. We're playing a little ball. And they're the not going to be Is debating. She's like a ball player to you. But you don't want to be debating does. on who's a better ball player because then she'll just tie you <laughs> up in knots. <laughs> uh, it's, it's you, Mayor. It's you. How could it be yeah. anything else, right? <laughs> um, so. <laughs> So yeah, Ice Cube, I love it. I got game. Well, if he's available, you know. And listen, if you got, I know that people don't listen for three and a half hours straight. I wouldn't be that naive to think that. Although that would be great if you did. But we've had some recurring themes throughout this show about how the pandemic is starting to take a turn for the better, and how masks aren't required, but perhaps you should wear them, and various other things. Uh, the dating scene starting to heat up, which then led us to a little fun with Judy talking about. You know, finding the right date, and a couple people did call and text in, so we appreciate you doing that. And where would you go? Would you go to the Oaken? Would you go to the vaccine section at Wrigley? What would you do? A texter wanted to take her to Puerto Rico. Right? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> he just and I was like, dude, can we move a little faster? Exactly. Yeah. Well, listen, I've been to Puerto Rico, and said, I would love to go. But back. what did you say earlier? You said I don't want to play games. I'm ready to move this along, and so. Oh. So right. then, you know what? Life Mr. is short. Take, let's take you to Puerto Rico, and you're like, hey, let's move it right. along. And I'm like, well, that's what you said you And wanted. what's the good thing about Puerto Rico? You don't need a passport because yeah, it's a commonwealth. True. But so you probably do need a vaccine passport. You need a vaccine passport, <laughs> but not, not the USA passport. passport. There they'll, you like, go. they'll let you yeah. right in, but you better have been yeah. vaxxed twice. Let me just tell you, the best coffee I have ever had in Puerto Rico. Oh, good Lord. So Just good. anywhere, or is there a particular? I, well, here's the thing about. I'll give you a little history lesson. Puerto Rico apparently was the coffee capital of the world back decades, decades ago. ago. Like they serviced the um, Vatican. The Vatican only bought their coffee from Puerto Rico, and then the industrial age comes along, and you know everyone starts moving from the farms into the cities, and then they apparently just left the, these coffee farms. So the like great grandkids are now going back, mm. and they're they're working those farms again, and it just it's incredible. And coffee. and so so the answer is yes. Judy would love to go to Puerto yeah. Rico. With you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry, did I hesitate the, the long there? Answer is, but you know, as we end the week here, uh, Judy, I know you always love to restore our faith in humanity. What do you have today? Uh, we need it, right? Okay, so some plant. Oh, wrong one. My bad. Or was it the right one? That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my gosh. All right. Some planes land late. Others make it to the gate on time. But a recent flight from Salt Lake City to Honolulu is giving a whole new meaning to the term early arrival. When that plane took off, Lavi Munga was headed to a family vacation. Unbeknownst to even herself, that family was about to get one bouncing baby boy bigger. So the soon-to-be mom had no idea she was already 29 weeks along. Oh, she went right into labor. Halfway through that trip, the crew had to make an announcement, seeking out medical personnel to help with the emergency. Now, how's this for faith in humanity? The passenger manifest included not only Hawaii Pacific Health doctor, Dr. Dale Glenn, but a trio of neonatal nurses. Um, I know, right? You can't make this stuff up. They had to come up with some creative solutions to keep baby Raymond stable for the remainder of the three-hour flight. Thanks to a mixture of wilderness training, ingenuity involving 
shoelaces, microwaved warming bottles, and an Apple Watch heart monitor. The newborn made it to Hawaii in good form. He's doing well as his mom. A doctor wow. and neonatal, neonatal nurses. nurses. Right. And, an, no apple, and an Apple Watch. And an Apple Watch. Yeah. <laughs> That's all you need. Who can beat that? Wow. Oh, my gosh. That was great. Listen, folks, it was terrific to be with you this morning. I want to thank Judy, Cheese, Miranda, and Nick for uh, your expertise and excellence, as always. Yeah, great job, too. Thank you very much. Great to be That's with so you. And for the good. listeners, all that I can say good. is call me. Call me. That's right. Call Judy's me. like, I'm available. <laughs> uh, thank you for joining us on the Big 89 this morning. This is the Bruce St. James Show. Rob Johnson uh, spending the morning with you all. We hope you have a terrific weekend. Thanks for listening and uh, hope to be with you again soon.